Warning, the following podcast contains foul language, sexual themes, and all sorts of other fun stuff. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to It's 2020, 2020 and, and we're, we're reading, reading Twilight, Twilight? <laughs> with your hosts. Oh, no, oh, I thought you did it first. No! <laughs> oh, with your hosts, uh, I'm, I'm Emmy. I'm Sarah. And I think it's safe to say that we should not ever try to do an intro like that. Never again. again. That was awful. That was so bad. Um, <laughs> but I kind of want to keep it. I kind of want to just leave it the way that it is. Um, oh, we're, d- we're leaving it. We did it already. <laughs> we're not going to redo a different intro. Um, it's there. It's, it's going to live on in posterity. If you were horribly confused, um, that is a loving tribute to uh, one of our favorite podcasts ever. Maybe my favorite podcast. Uh, Let's Get Haunted uh, with your hosts, Allie and Nat. Um in which these two lovely ladies uh, sit down once every, every couple weeks, uh, a few times a month, and they, they just tell each other stories about the weird and the haunted and the terrifying. Um, I believe their catchphrase is, uh, they're the only investigative journalism podcast about things that may or may not have actually happened. <laughs> My favorite tagline. <laughs> it's so good. Um to tell you why that we did that just fucking lovely intro right there. Um, so this episode is actually going to be um, sort of a tribute episode to Let's Get Haunted because I absolutely love their format. And I we talk about wanting to like just tell each other these kinds of stories all the time. So I think we're probably going to do two tribute epi- episodes. One in which I tell Emmy a story and one in which Emmy tells me a story. Um, and today... Oh, today, I have brought a very exciting story for you. Is it, is it the story of the ghost of the twin that I consumed and became the girl version of me? <laughs> Did you actually consume a twin in the womb? Yes. Okay. I feel like I knew that. I had to have known it. You had to have known that. Is that why you had two middle names? No. Why did you have two middle names? Because my dad was very insistent that his name be part of my name. Oh. Ew. Joke's on him. I have no <laughs> boy names now. <laughs> no boy names now. Only girl names in this house. Not that any name is only for girls or only for boys. But some of them It is are for more... me. Yeah, it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, so I so I texted you. I think it was yesterday. No, it was two days ago. I was like, okay, so I have a few different ideas for stories that I could tell you, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some keywords. Do you want a cryptid, a conspiracy, or an incident? And and what did you choose? I believe I chose cryptid. You did. I was afraid you were gonna be like, I chose incident, and I was gonna be like, no, you didn't. You chose I was like, I've been telling myself to get ready for cryptid, and I was like, man, I hope I didn't remember that wrong. <laughs> so, um, I had the conspiracy that I was going to tell you about was okay, but then the incident I was going to tell you about was the Max Headroom incident. Are you familiar with nope. this? Oh, I won't look okay. it up either. 
Um, it was a an incident in which a like a, a broadcast news station was hacked into, and this guy like was. You'll have to look it up. Did I'll you send just you a watch V for Vendetta? Did, no. Are you just talking about? <laughs> I've actually never seen V for Vendetta by the Wachowski sisters. Uh, I've only ever seen the Superior Wachowski film, which is uh, Speed Racer. <laughs> 2009. <laughs> oh my god. We watched Ninja Assassin like the other week, uh, which stars this lovely man. I I believe he is not Japanese. He might be Japanese and I am just wrong, but he was in Speed Racer and he had like a fight scene. And this producer was on Speed Racer and was like, you would make a fucking awesome Ninja Assassin. So then they went and made the movie Ninja <laughs> Assassin because of that. And that movie had so much wrong with it, but it was just a joy to watch. It was so fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a lot like uh, that movie uh, with, God, what's the guy's name who plays Dr. Xavier in the new X-Men movies? It's called Wanted. Uh, I don't remember what his name is. Oh, it's James McAvoy. That's his name. James McAvoy? One of those two. Um, and it is the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen, and I'm obsessed with it. I wish there were a million sequels. Anyway, to get into our uh, our show today... Hey, I'm going hold to, on. Uh, no, I, we need like another nine minutes no. of random talking. We gotta do this. We gotta do this tribute True, right. Let's get haunted style of just rambling for a while. Uh, not to mock their style of rambling for a while at the beginning of every episode. I love it and wouldn't have it any other way. Oh no, I just hope that they listen to this, which they won't, but I hope they do just because I they bitched so many times about the fact that people bitched about it that I just want to give them shit for it. <laughs> we, for the record, love them, and we love their podcast and the way they do it. It's just so funny because every time they have a super long intro, one of them will say something where they're like, man, people are going to hate this intro. <laughs> there was one episode, actually, where it was a 40-minute intro, <laughs> intro, and they actually put a link to skip in there because yeah. they were like if you're gonna complain just click the 41 minute link. <laughs> that was a really good episode i really i really really enjoyed that episode that was the steve zaragoza episode and uh he was phenomenal every guest they've ever had has been so good um but yeah if you if you have not if you are listening to this and you have never listened to let's get haunted please please listen to them they are so so good yeah what the hell are you doing on our podcast i know why are you listening to us when you could be listening to let's get haunted (laughs) um but if there was a show that i was going to say that our show is like at all it would probably be let's get haunted because just the chaos and the (laughs) pretty much just the chaos is is really what makes it (laughs) all right um so i have a whole script written for what i'm for the story that i'm going to tell you and i'm i'm so excited to read it to you um i i can't wait for all of your inappropriate interjections in the middle of my sentences i have them ready i don't even know what they are yet but (laughs) 
All right. Before we begin, I want to talk a little bit about the cycle of cryptids. As insane as it may sound, there is actually a really, really predictable pattern to cryptid sightings, and it usually revolves around distressing situations in community communities or even nationally that cause people to become nervous or more likely to believe in superstitions. Mothman, for example, that's not what I'm talking to you about today, but uh, Mothman, for example, is usually associated with death and disaster, namely because the original the sightings of, yeah, of Mothman were all centralized yeah. around the deadly collapse of a bridge in West Virginia in the 1960s. Uh, it isn't just Mothman. Many cryptid sightings can be closely linked to disasters or tragedies or even general tension in the atmosphere. Uh, when times are tough, things start to get weird. Um, this it's is actually why... all the negative energy coalescing to open a portal into the non-human world. You got it. Hit the nail in the fucking head, bro. Um, sorry, <laughs> not bro. But bro, but not bro. bro you know? Bro. Yeah, okay. <laughs> bro. This is why sightings of certain cryptids seem to be so oddly spaced out. You can usually trace them to other crazy goings-on that have people on high alert for anything unusual. So that's why you'll see, like, gaps where it's like, oh, all the Mothman sightings happened in the 1960s, and then there was nothing until the 1980s. And it's just because of different things that were going on in the areas in which these sightings took place. Um, with that in mind, let's talk about Ohio. Oh, God. Are we talking about the corn? No, we're not talking about the corn. Um, I do mention corn in this. Um, Are we talking actually... about the fact that Ohio brings us shame? <laughs> Ohio does bring us shame. I'm, I want to talk about this in, like, the actual main episode that we're recording later, um, but we owe a fucking apology to Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> because um, Ohio let us the fuck down. Although, I will say, I posted this on our Twitter uh, with just a map of the electoral, like, the electoral map of Ohio showing where all the blue and red was. You see all that red on that map? That's the corn. <laughs> It's just the corn. That's what you're talking about. You can literally point. There's like, there's like, uh, Cincinnati is blue, and then Dayton is blue, and then Columbus is blue, and then Cleveland is blue, Toledo is blue, and then it's just red everywhere else. And the population density of that red area is so sad because there's nothing there. It's just corn. Gave but with that in mind, we're going to talk about a city that you and I are very familiar with. It's not Cincinnati. It's Loveland. Uh, so Loveland is a city in southern Ohio with a population of about 12,000 people. Um, comparatively, the actual city of Cincinnati has 303,000 people living in it. Um, so Loveland is pretty small, but it's kind of on the outskirts of like the greater Cincinnati area. Um which is just a fun way of saying it's close enough to Cincinnati that people who live in Loveland will usually just say they live in Cincinnati. Um, it's similar to us because neither of us actually lived within the city limits of Cincinnati, I think for the most part, but we would always I, say that we were from Cincinnati. I lived outside the city limits. I 
I think your first a couple house of my houses did actually did have Cincinnati in the address. Like that was the city. Well, no, that was so. Mine was also my address also had Cincinnati, Ohio, but I didn't live within the technical city limits of Cincinnati. Oh no, I don't think I ever did. Yeah, no, we lived we lived in Anderson, which is well, that's one really doxing us, but we don't live there anymore. So it doesn't I was matter. much closer when I lived in Fort Thomas than I yeah. was when I lived in Anderson. To actually living within the city limits, but you still say you're from Cincinnati because well, yeah, because nobody's gonna know where the fuck you're saying you're from otherwise. Exactly. Where are you from? I'm from Anderson. Mm, what does that mean? It's <laughs> called it, it's called Anderson Township. Township. <laughs> Township. That tells you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, Loveland is about a 20 minute drive down the highway from where we used to live. So it's kind of like this story takes place like right in our backyard. Um, like most places in the Midwest, Loveland was named after the guy who owned the post office when the area was settled. And oh was my first god. What? I swear to god, if this is how I find out that I actually am a cryptid. <laughs> and the cryptid was Amelia. <laughs> the whole time. Some of those, like, we got the cops called on us a couple times trying to film bad meme internet videos when I was in high school. <laughs> To make fun and parody stuff and if i find out that i accidentally started a cryptid hoax <laughs> <laughs> no this actually this cryptid this cryptid dates back to the 1950s so it's like oh it's like a time traveler too no it like predates mothman um so it was first designated a village in 1876 then a city in 1961 uh to give you an idea the this cryptid start like the the legend of this cryptid started before loveland was actually a city um originally a resort town like people would go there to vacation why would Lo you vacation in ohio <laughs> i don't know i really don't know well, honey that's really relaxing looking on all these stocks <laughs> Uh, Loveland has taken up the sweetheart of Ohio mantle, namely because it has love in the name, um, incorporating a sense of love and belonging in most of its symbols, marketing, and architecture. Uh, if you live in the area, you're probably familiar with the Loveland water towers, which all have big, big hearts on them. And they've got clouds and the sun. It's, it's so cute. It's, it's really tacky, actually. Gay. <laughs> Not to insult anyone living in Loveland. Uh, the Loveland Bike Trail and the Little Miami uh, River are common hotspots during the summertime. The Loveland Historical Society Museum is in this beautiful old building that I never went into, but I always really wanted to, even though people called me a huge nerd. And there's even this big castle slash museum called the Loveland Castle that was built in the 1920s by a Boy Scout. And everyone insists that it's super haunted, even though it's, it's really not that old. <laughs> He just built it because he wanted to. It's haunted by the ghosts of all the squirrels whose homes he took <laughs> cutting down trees. They sound like vicious monsters, honestly. Oh my god. I was driving my friend yesterday to go feed her horses. Mm -hmm. And on the way back, like we were about, we're on the street that like goes under her street. And a squirrel ran into the road, and there was a car in the lane next to us on the right, and they were a little ahead of us, and like I was, there was nobody behind me, so I was like breaking in time that I wasn't gonna hit it, 
but then it just bolted back and got run over by the car on the right. And I was just like... Yeah, you'll see no. that happen a lot. Because the animals don't have a good sense of like how far away the other side of the road is. Versus if I go back, I know where the side of the road is. Its little legs were just flipping in the air no. <laughs> and my friend was just laughing and i was like no no, that's no. So awful. all right named one of ohio's best hometowns in 2013 despite its kkk stained history because there used to be kkk meetings held in this town in the 1970s used loveland is all around a fine place to live uh, and every fine place to live needs a monster roaming through its trees. The story I'm about to tell you is about one such monster. And it involves everything from the police to Broadway musicals to Pokemon Go. This story... What? This is the story of the Loveland Frog. What? <laughs> Did Squirtle, did Squirtle just originate in Loveland, Ohio? Squirtle's a turtle, you idiot. Turtle. It literally has turtle, like, in the name. I know it's a turtle, but you know what? I don't know Pokemon well enough to pull out another reptile amphibious creature. There are, there is Politoed, which is a frog. There's Poliwrath, Poliwhirl, Poliwag. There's uh, Froakie. So... All I'm getting is a lot of Pokemon like to get frisky with a few different people. <laughs> um, I, I asked both my parents, who both of them grew up their entire lives in Ohio, if they had ever heard of the Loveland Frog. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, the Loveland Frog, you know, it's a legend. Come on. I, 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 so I was looking on Unresolved, our Unresolved Mysteries, which is one of my favorite subreddits of all time. And they had this, like, is quarantine driving you insane? Look at all these spooky, like, Wikipedia pages. And I was just scrolling through them trying to, like, find something to tell you about. And I saw this, and I was like, the Loveland Frog? That cannot fucking be about Loveland, Ohio. Oh, my friend. It is. <laughs> so the good, the good news about me reading this to you is that you're probably going to be like, yeah, I know what that landmark is while well, I'm telling you about it. Uh, but oh, I'll do you my have best. high expectations, uh, That's a good point. You <laughs> barely drove the whole time we lived in Ohio. <laughs> so, uh, you, maybe you won't know, but you'll have heard of them, probably. Uh, so, originally cited in 1955, the Loveland Frog is not just one creature, but rather a mysterious subspecies of frogs that stand at around three to four feet tall and walk on their hind legs. We don't know who the first person to see the frogs was, but we do know that they were a businessman or a traveling salesman. The man supposedly saw a group of three of these big boys standing either on the side of the road or on a bridge uh, conversing with each other. And he fled from the scene when one of the frogs took out a wand, waved it around, and sparks came flying out of it. So he found the secret merfolk combine yeah apparently <laughs> um so the bridge part of the story is is honestly pretty plausible because loveland is just riddled with bridges because loveland is basically like centered around the little miami river um and so there's just bridges all over the place to get over the river um and i don't know if you've ever 
been on or around the river before, it's a lovely place to go. Um, it's much cleaner <laughs> than the Ohio River, which is why I typically recommend it as a nice place to go during the summertime. Um, so the previously mentioned uh, Loveland Bike Trail takes up a space in the area that once belonged to a now defunct train track. And that area, just like a lot of places all over Ohio, still has a lot of random abandoned train tracks on it. Um, you definitely have to be aware of the fact that there's just train tracks all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you just find them. Like, there's some... And, and I don't just mean, like, long stretches of track. I mean, you'll just be walking through the woods, and there will just be, like, maybe 30 yards of train track just, like, oh, you, in the woods. You'll go places in Ohio... And you'll just see train cars, like, yes. on tracks that never move. And they're, like, just probably fucking rusted in place and have been graffitied yeah. and shit. And I don't know about you, but there is very little I can think of that is creepier than a set of abandoned railroad tracks. Have and... you played Final Fantasy VII Remake? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the train yard. Um, this is where a lot of the sightings of the Loveland Frog have, have taken place, is in and around train tracks or right by the river, which makes sense because they're frogs. Uh, in fact, the most recent sighting of the frog took place by some railroad tracks, but we are not there yet, so let's back up to 1972. So here's where the police get involved. <laughs> So on the night of March 3rd, 1972, Officer Ray Shockey with the Loveland Police Department was driving into Loveland via Riverside Road. Um, at around 1 a.m. on that cloudless night, he saw what he at first thought was a dog on the side of the road um, until it looked up at him and launched itself over the guardrail into the grass and hopped away. He described it as having leathery skin and the face of a frog or lizard. When he got to the police station, he grabbed his buddy, Officer Mark Matthews, and took him back but to the buddy. scene. Yeah, maybe. Um, and took him back to the scene to look for the creature, but they only found large scrape marks leading down the side of a hill that deadens into the Little Miami River. Um, around two weeks later, on St. Patrick's Day, Officer Matthews had his own encounter with the Loveland Frog when he saw it lying apparently dead in the middle of the road. He parked his car so he could get out and, you know, move the thing out of the road. But when he opened his door, the animal sprung up. The story said that his door was, like, creaky because this was 1972. So a lot of the cop cars were probably just repurposed old used cars. Um, the animal sprung up and hobbled over to the guardrail where it hoisted itself up and over, keeping eye contact with the officer the entire time. I like to imagine it just was flicking out its tongue yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um matthews tried to shoot it and missed <clears throat> during that same oh yeah of course the first instinct when you find just some random animal or creature yeah. and it's trying to leave you alone <laughs> yeah. i should shoot this <laughs> i honestly like i don't know what the motivation was like but he apparently was just freaked out so he tried to shoot it and he missed um, during that same month, a report was filed by a local farmer. Farmer of what? I don't know, but let's be honest, it's probably corn. corn. <laughs> um, about a large frog or lizard hobbling around on his land. Despite the fact that three different people saw the same creature within the same month, a lot of people around the town gave the witnesses flack, and it almost became a citywide joke. 
Years later, Officer Matthews would refute the stories, saying what he and Shockey saw in 1972 was just a large iguana that was missing its tail. However, in that year, Shockey's sister had created a sketch of the creature based on her brother and Officer Matthews' descriptions, and Matthews had confirmed that it's what he had seen at the time. Now, I'm going to send you the sketch real fast on Telegram so that you can see what this beautiful, beautiful creature looks like. Um, excuse me. I'm going like to the girl I've been dating? No. <laughs> no. No, well, that's the person I'm seeing right now in these pictures. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not letting me paste it into Telegram, so I'm going to take a quick screen grab of it. And you'll get to see it. It's really a, it's a, he's a handsome boy. I'm lying. I'm, I, I, uh, we have this long running joke that I want to fuck at, like every cryptid, but I don't, I would not bet this, this wrong. Kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not the only one that has that long running joke. (laughs) I expressed my dear love of mothman long before lgh even existed as a podcast but i uh i i feel camaraderie with nat over our shared affection for him i see your face visibly scrunching up looking at the frog I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> he it makes true. me physically uncomfortable to yeah, look at I'll this. Yeah, prob- when we put this episode out, I'll probably tweet the pictures so that people can see what he looks like. But would you like to describe him? Okay, so... Imagine the torso looks almost like a turtle with, like, the shell. But just imagine it's not a shell. There's no shell there. That's just the shape of it. <laughs> and the back is ridged. Like... Uh, like on a reptile like an iguana or a dragon it's got these little points running down it and it's got these two tiny little ear like horns (laughs) on its head and its eyes look like human eyes that have been enlarged to the point of being like a third of the face but they're on the sides of the head and they're just black yeah uh, and it's just got this round little snoot <laughs> and fat rolls for days on the, like, where the neck should be. And then it's got, like, human thighs. <laughs> human thighs. <laughs> and calves, but then, like, webbed feet. <laughs> What so the fuck is this? That's the that's the Loveland Frog. Um, so the most exciting sighting of the Loveland Frog actually occurred in 2016, when two teens who were playing Pokemon Go they might not have actually been teens they might have just been young people who were playing Pokemon Go. So if you remember the summer of Pokemon Go, it was like like so uh, Animal Crossing and quarantine is like the exact opposite of. The summer of Pokemon Go. <laughs> I try not to remember that summer. Actually. Because that was the summer when we all, like, went out and, like, hung out with all of our friends and, like, were walking around and being active versus uh, the quarantine of Animal Crossing, which is just us all laying under four blankets uh, <laughs> playing Animal Crossing and being upset about not getting any new fossils every single day, no matter how many days we play. <laughs> um... So 
they spotted a huge frog by the banks of Lake Isabella, which I don't know if you've ever been, but it's this no. lake out in um, Loveland, obviously, and it's it's really close to the Little Miami River, which is a really common part of this story. Uh, lake Isabella is is a, it's a like it's a nice place. I don't actually know if it's man-made, but I, I do know that it's man-maintained. <laughs> If that makes any sense. Um, so they crossed over some railroad tracks and approached the water where they saw the thing and took a video. This was later featured on the news because, lol, Ohio. Um, and at first they thought it was just a big old frog, but then it stood up on its hind legs and stared at them. Uh, they even got a video of the frog. Obviously, I already said that. But uh, in true cryptid style, the video is dark and grainy. Some people try to debunk this story because of the quality of the video and people insisting it's illogical to play Pokemon Go at night. But frankly, that's like a really stupid argument because I used to My play... My ex dragged me out to the park a few times in the middle of the night oh yeah i used to play pokemon go all the time in the middle of the night because it was so fun and the thing is like you you could go to like the local parks and stuff and usually they closed at dusk but there would literally be hundreds of people walking around these parks look until you've lived in cincinnati and experienced what summer humidity is in cincinnati you won't understand why you're not gonna play pokemon go in the daytime yeah it's absolutely like it's like the heat in in cincinnati i'll say like during like july and august it'll be between the 80s and like the low hundreds a lot of the time but the the biggest thing that causes problems is how muggy it is it's, it's just nasty. like the air is so thick with humidity that you literally like it's the heat isn't even the worst part of it because you can handle the heat it's just like being ridiculously sticky all the time so say, you feel gross and sticky just from literally stepping outside yeah so uh playing at night when the air cooled off and it wasn't as humid outside was pretty much like the only way you could play without being like super duper uncomfortable so i'm gonna send you a still from the video and <laughs> i want you to look at it and uh, tell me how it makes you feel. <laughs> what? <laughs> it looks like it almost looks like um like there's just some guy sitting <laughs> with a pole up his ass shining some flashlights in the middle of the lake yeah it have looks you, terrifying you, for anyone who's seen bly manor and i've only watched the first episode all i gotta say is light bulb eyes <laughs> yeah so it's got that classic look of when you like take a picture uh of something with flash in the middle of the night and the eyes like glow but they're fucking huge they're huge they're gigantic it doesn't even look like it should fit on the head of an animal no it's in the water but it doesn't like it's literally like in the water though like you can see there's no shoreline next to it, it looks like there's like a tree branch or something like hanging out on the right side and it doesn't look like a frog just like sitting on like i don't want to say like a lily pad but you know what i mean like it doesn't look yeah. like a frog that's sitting on something it literally looks like something that's like hunched in the water yeah 
And it's I can't like the the picture that I have is pretty small and like I said it's grainy but it does look green. It's it's really unsettling looking. It is. It's <laughs> unsettling but also just kind of hilarious to look yeah. at. Um so there are a lot of theories as to what this could be and whether or not it's real. Um so I'm going to list some some things about why people think it could have been debunked. Um but some of it just doesn't make any sense because it was obviously written, like the debunking was obviously written by people who don't live in Ohio. Um, so there are conflicting reports about what exactly happened with Officer Matthews. Remember, he was the, the second guy to see it and he shot at Gun it and guy. missed. Yeah. Um, but Matthews later claimed that he actually killed the creature when he encountered it. And he never, he didn't say this until he was interviewed by someone like in the 90s who was talking who was asking like they were it was like for i think it was for it was called like weird ohio um it was part of this conglomerate that involves like weird us which is where i got a lot of my information from and um he said that he shot and killed the creature and officer shockey apparently confirmed with him that it was just a huge iguana that didn't have a tail but it was it was so long after what happened that I just like I don't know it doesn't it feels off like why why would you come back years later and when someone interviews you be like no actually I killed it and it's like there's there's one or two things either a it was so far past at that point that he was willing to admit the truth about it yeah or b he just wanted to stop being the object of of uh people's jokes <laughs> i feel like that's probably it because like i said earlier like it became like a really big joke in the town and so i imagine they were like being made fun of a lot because of of what they claimed to have seen so then later when people are asking about it again i feel like it, it kind of makes sense for him to be like no i actually killed the thing and it was just an iguana it just like it was never like an actual like frog man but He's the only one who is taking it back. Officer Shockey never took it back. And we don't know who the farmer was. And we don't know who the original person who saw it was. But Farmers are NPCs. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> I guess. And the people, the, the two people who saw it in 2016 never took it back. But then again, that report is, like, so controversial because people are, like, this, these two random people were, like, out playing Pokemon Go in the middle of the night down by some train tracks uh, by Lake Isabella. And they just, like, happened to see this frogman. And they look at the video and they say that it doesn't look real. Even though, like, the still I showed you is so, uns <laughs> so unsettling looking. Um, so, cryptids.fandom.com. Cryptids with a Z. Uh, is like a cryptid Cryptids. is is a cryptid wiki. Uh, Fandom.com, if you don't know, is like a fan-made wiki site, and you can find pretty much any pop culture thing on there, from TV shows to musicians, YouTubers, pretty much everything. Um, and so there's one for cryptids. Um, and in the articles on the Loveland Frog, they say it's unlikely a cryptid could exist in Loveland because of how many people live in the area. But as we said in a previous episode, Ohio is densely populated in certain areas, and the rest of it is literally nothing. 
Like, people really, like, there are several large nature, nature preserves in the area and a huge amount of forestry, especially in the Loveland area around the Little Miami, which locals know is a protected area due to the river being part of the National Wild and Scenic Rivers system. Essentially, the place is really beautiful and the wildlife there is flourishing, so people aren't allowed to mess with the area around it. You're not even allowed to fish in a lot of parts of the Little Miami River and some of the creeks that branch off of the Little Miami River. There's a creek right by my house that has signs all over the place that you're not allowed to fish there because it's protected by the Wildlife Service. So this means that there's plenty of woodland immediately near the Little Miami River, which is where the original sightings back in 1955 and 1972 took place. Lake Isabella is also right near the Little Miami and is actually like physically stocked with fish by employees of the park that owns the lake every single week during the summertime which would make for a great frog snack like they they literally they, they literally feed them yeah they they're feeding the frogs because they're bringing in these fish i think they're bringing in literal like bluegill and bass and all this stuff and they just like stock it into the lake so that people can fish there because when you go you don't need to have a fishing permit to fish at lake isabella because it's because of the park jurisdiction and you are allowed to take up to six fish with you when you go home. And so people who go there fish and they take the fish with them to like eat or whatever. And um, or to place in their giant fish tank. I don't know. There's something really weird about like trucking in yeah. fish from one spot into a new spot so that people can fish them out. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is really weird. I'm not going to lie. It's super odd, which is why my first inclination earlier was to say that I think it might be a man-made lake. But I don't know because it's not. So the Little Miami River and the Loveland Frog, all of those things had like Wikipedia pages. Lake Isabella does not. So like I, I looked on like every single park website, but I couldn't find any reliable source that Lake Isabella was man-made. I don't think that it is. I think that it was widened. And I think that because it is being maintained by the park service that like there's certain parts of it that are constructed but i don't think that the original lake was man-made okay so um to circle back around to the original point on the on the cyclical nature of cryptid sightings the three distinct time periods in which those these sightings occurred have been super tumultuous so 1955 what? Was, i know so 2016? <laughs> 1955 was in general, like the 1950s were just a terrible time to exist in America. Um, it was right at the butt end of the Korean War and right at the beginning of the Vietnam War, um, which uh, the Korean War and the Vietnam War both ended badly. And um, the, the Vietnam War was 20 years long. I didn't even know this. And it's not technically a war, so, because I, I, the longest war in American history is the current war that we're in. <laughs> um, but the Vietnam War, which was technically just an armed conflict, was 20 years long. It lasted from 1955 to 1975. I didn't know that. I have a degree in history, <laughs> but I didn't know the years that the, the Vietnam War. Well, you mostly hear about the shit that happened in the 70s with it. That's true. Uh, so, um, 1972 was towards the end of the Vietnam War, and, uh, 1970, 
1970s was just literally a terrible was also a terrible time to exist in America there were so many active serial killers that the news the 24-hour news cycle had not yet really begun but the evening news was just at all times giving you tips on how to not be serial murdered because of um, man how that many serial damn killers damn Tony the Tiger <laughs> Um, 1972 was also, do you know what awful thing happened in 1972? Ronald Reagan got elected? <laughs> that was the 80s. Uh, we're, okay. we're, we're I, I thought I was a little early. We're but... going to go with a Richard Nixon on this one. Uh, okay, I was yeah. close. <laughs> it was in June of 1972 that the Watergate scandal broke. Mm. Yeah. and uh, Water? Yeah. <laughs> Frogs. <laughs> Loveland. So, um, it was obviously... My so, the 1972 sightings did take place before the Watergate scandal broke, but there was still just, like, an insane amount of tension in this country at that time. The anti-war protests had reached a monumental head around this time. It was, like, an absolutely terrifying time to be alive. I actually asked my parents once. I was like, so, 1972... Or 2016, which one's worse? And they were like, I'm so sorry, but it is 2016. <laughs> which is impressive, honestly. Um, so 2016 was, <laughs> well, that was certainly a year. The um, end of the beginning of the end of America. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, 2016 was the year that Donald Trump was elected to office. Um, especially in a swing state like Ohio, election years are always hard for people living in this country. Um, it is the most divisive time to be an American. I mean, the last four years have been an incredibly divisive time to be an American. Because I feel like once a president is elected, usually some people are still bitter and there's definitely some like, ugh, this guy sucks. But usually you can just kind of be like, ugh, whatever. But the past four years have been so insane with the amount of, like, absolute fuckery that has gone on in the White House that, like, 2016 was truly, like, the beginning of what we thought was going to be the end of America. Luckily, the American people have prevailed. And Joe Biden Ohio. is going... Not Ohio. <laughs> but Joe Biden is going to be the president-elect, is the president-elect, and is going to become the president, and we can finally move towards a better future for America. But 2016 Change was, was such again. a tumultuous year. I, like, aside from this year, 2016 was, like, literally the worst. It was, all, it was also the year we moved to Texas, and a lot of stuff happened that year. It was As wild. I said, I try not to remember. Yeah. Um, so in theory, it could be said that these Loveland Frog sightings are indeed, like, coinciding with stressful times. I remember one of the main reasons that I loved to play Pokemon Go so much was because it took my mind off of the insanity that was actually happening in the country. So for this, for this, like, for these two people to witness the Loveland Frog while, like, trying, while the election was happening, it feels like it makes sense to me. Um, and perhaps with this, the most stressful year in recent history, we'll be hearing from the frogs again. Oh my god. Presidential election? Watergate? The frogs are conspiring to infiltrate our politics. Maybe they're the reptilians 
but everyone thinks they're reptiles, but they're actually amphibious. The amphibians. <laughs> All right. Um, Emmy, what do you think of the Loveland frog? Okay, so here's my thing. Here's my thing with cryptids. Um, I think it's really easy for cryptids to be real and really easy for them to be fake because we are discovering and or rediscovering species that we thought we knew existed but then never saw again all the time in different places. And so I have no trouble believing that <clears throat> there are just these janky ass sightings of these creatures that everyone's like, no, that's not real until finally one day we like actually find one and we're like, shit. Yeah. Um, so... As far as this cryptid specifically, I'm like, could there be two foot, three foot tall frogs in Loveland, Ohio? Maybe. Where the fuck are they hiding? In the woods. I told you. There's a bunch of forestry right around the river. That's fair. Do people go hunting there? No. No. It's a protected oh. area. Okay, so you can go fishing, but you can't go hunting. In some areas of Little Miami, you can go fishing, but usually people use it to canoe. Okay. It's it's a protected area by the wildlife, whatever I, I named. Hold on, let me see. The National Wild and Scenic Rivers System. It's basically a, like a project that is trying to preserve like natural water sources and rivers. So, like, I'm, you know how the Ohio River really fucking sucks and is really gross and super industrialized? Yep. It's disgusting. So, yeah. So, this is an initiative to try to protect the, like, actually, like, beautiful natural water resources that still exist. The Little Miami River is very scenic and is still very, very much untouched by mankind, aside from the, the places you can go to go canoeing and stuff. In that case, I, I, I'm not, I don't find it too hard to believe that there could be some giant frogs out there. Especially if they're hyper-intelligent. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm a little less inclined to believe the wand thing. <laughs> that part definitely feels like a product of the legend just evolving over time. Yeah. Like, I can believe there are some mad big frogs out there who are smarter than the average frog, so that's why we haven't been able to, like, track them down. But... I don't know if they're wizards. <laughs> Not wizards. I don't believe they're wizards, but I'm willing to believe mad big frogs. <laughs> All right. Any consensus on this episode of It's 2020 and we're reading Twilight? Mad big frogs. True. <laughs> Investigative journalism <laughs> at its finest. I have a series of sources. Oh my gosh, and I forgot to tell you the best part. <laughs> there was a musical. Oh, you did say Broadway was involved. I did. In May of 2014, the Loveland Frog Legend was made into a musical titled Hot Damn! It's the Loveland Frog. <gasps> oh my god! I love that title because it feels like we named it. <laughs> Like it feels like it's very, it has such it's 2020 and we're reading Twilight energy. When I read that, I God laughed damn, out loud. Frog, that's the name of this episode. Yeah. Oh my God. That's lovely. 
I, well, yes. Next time, uh, it's going to be me doing this. Yes. And I have no idea what you're going to pick. That's good. I, honestly, uh, the, the fun part about that is I also have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know when this episode is going to be released because this is kind of bonus content. So I don't know Neither if we're going to. Yeah, if we're going to save it for a week when we just like can't record a regular episode or if we're going to. Like, just release this whenever. We'll see. I don't want to wait. I don't want to sit on it for, like, too long. You know what I mean? Six years from now. Yeah. We're like, hey, guys, couldn't get an episode out today. Here's an episode from 2020. Remember that year? Crazy. <laughs> so we do have some sources. So I, I'm citing Wikipedia. Um, art, these are all just, like, articles from these websites. I, I'm not actually going to tell you the URL. Um, but I, I looked at the Wikipedia article on the Loveland Frog, the WeirdUS.com article about the Loveland Frog. I read a news article from WLWT.com, which is a local news station in Cincinnati. Um, and then also cryptids with a Z.fandom.com. And that's, that's our show. Where's my Loveland Frog Mothman crossover uh, fanfic? <laughs> Where is it? Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, getting to hear about um, a, a real-life monster from our hometown. Um, because I knew I had to do it the second I realized that it was actually from Loveland, Ohio. I was like, we could go there and see it. Like, <laughs> I'm sending Josh We're out We're gonna right go now. hunt down the frog? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna, gonna go back to Ohio. My family's gonna be like, "You're in Ohio. Why didn't you see us? We were hunting frogs. We were trying to find a big old frog, mad big frog. True. Mad big frogs, man. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at twenty one at twenty twenty Twilight Pod. I am Sarah S. Wilton, and M is at M of many names. Um, do you want to do a BRB like they do at the end of Let's Get Haunted? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I've never listened to the very end. <gasps> You've never listened to the very end? So at the very end, they always do, like, a callback to the show. So, like, BRB, going to go play some Pokemon Go by the train tracks down by the lake. Maybe see a frogman. Bye. That's how they end their show. Oh, you just did it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Meet me by the railroad tracks, BB. We can go hunt some big frogs. I got my gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye.